Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by this message from the Vandalia, Michigan campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. Awesome. Thank you, Amber. Good morning, everybody. How are you doing? There's a whole Vine contingent. That's exciting. So it's so so good to see your faces, so good to, to be with you online as well. As Amber said, we're going to continue streaming online, crossing our fingers, and we're going to be continuing to, to figure out how do we do both, do a, a live service and uh, streaming online. So I apologize if it was difficult to read the lyrics this morning. We will figure something out, and I'm sure it'll be great. Uh, but today, we are continuing our series through the book of James called Living in Exile. Uh, And this is part five, and I was supposed to get through the end of chapter four today, and uh, but as I'm going to get to the end of chapter three, Uh, so we're just slightly we're just slightly behind. Uh, I believe that Cameron is in chapter five today, so if you want a sneak peek on how the book ends, you can go there. Uh, But we, I just really felt like this is what the Lord had for us this morning, and I was encouraged by Misty's word uh, about just breathing in peace, because that's really what I want to talk about this morning. But before we get to that, let me just review where we have been. I believe many of you have been able to continue uh, watching uh, the, the live stream, and so you have I've been uh, following the the series so far, but I know some people uh, don't have that access at this point. So we started with week one looking at how in the book of James, uh, though the way of Jesus has many trials, it is the way of joy. Um, Hey, Ruben, will you turn the air conditioner up one or two? Warmer? I don't know one or two what's, just the appropriate level. Uh, It's just... Is anybody else cold? Yes. yes. So, thank you. So I care for you. I can I can empathize with you guys. I can sense it. What? Okay. So uh, week one we talked about the way of Jesus is the way of joy. Week two we talked about how the way of Jesus shows no partiality, but God looks as all people as, as equal, and we should do the same. Week three, we looked at following the way of Jesus means sticking to one path. We're not to be double-minded, right? The, the double-minded person is, is unstable in all that they do. And we recognize that there is a, there's a cost to following Jesus, and we should count it and run after him. And then last week, we talked about how our tongues direct us down one of these two paths, either the way of Jesus or the way of darkness, the way of evil desire. And today, what I want to talk about is we want to look at how the way of, there we go, how the way of wisdom is the way of peace. And our Lord Jesus was a peacemaker. He did not pick up the weapons of this world in order to bring about his kingdom, right? But he showed the way of peace. I believe that when he ordered Peter to put down the sword in the garden, he told all of us to put down the sword, the the weapons of power in this world. Jesus' purpose was to bring peace. And we see that at the beginning of his ministry, in the Sermon on the Mount, he declared, right, blessed are the peacemakers. And then for the rest of his earthly ministry, 
he showed us what that looks like. And so as we follow the way of Jesus, we are peacemakers. We are ambassadors, right, of Christ's kingdom, showing a, a better way to live in a fallen and broken world. And I think that if we try to pick up the sword, if we try to bring about God's kingdom through the tactics of this world, we are actually just continuing to spread a fallen kingdom. And I'm going to return to this hymn a, a couple of times today. This is a, a hymn by Horatius Bonner. This was written in 1857. In the third verse of this hymn, he says, The kingdom that I seek is thine, so let the way that leads to it be thine, else I must surely stray. The kingdom that I seek is thine, so let the way that leads to it be thine, else I must surely stray. Right? We want to see God glorified. We want to see his kingdom come to earth as it is in heaven. But to do that, we do it by his tactics, by the way of Jesus, the way of wisdom, the way of peace. So we're going to turn to our text today. It's chapter, uh, James chapter 3, starting in verse 13. And it says, Who is wise in understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. And so in this text, we actually see uh, James talking about two different kinds of wisdom. He talks about earthly wisdom and he talks about heavenly wisdom. So as we move through this text uh, relatively quickly this morning, we're going to look at uh, maybe what he means by earthly wisdom, what he means by heavenly wisdom, and then how we can be practicers of peace in the midst of this uh, fallen and often chaotic world. So first, we're going to look at earthly wisdom. And at the beginning of this lockdown, Amber and I and the family, we rented Little Women. I think it's Greta Gerwig's 2019 rendition of Little Women. And it was fine. Uh, my, my wife and our son Josh really liked it, and I thought it was good. And I often didn't know exactly what was happening. That was my problem. I've, uh, I'd never read the book, and so I was... Anyway, it doesn't matter. So in this movie, there's these sisters. Have you guys read this book? Some people. Some. So there's these sisters. And uh, the youngest sister is Amy. And the oldest sister is Joe. And there's one in the middle. And in this show, the two older sisters, Joe and whoever, they go off to, a, uh, go off to the theater. And they're really excited. And Amy is super mad. 
And so in the, in the movie, she goes and finds Joe's, uh, her, her diary or her novel, this manuscript that she's been writing and working hard on. And she's so angry, she just starts ripping it up and throwing it into the fire. And it's, you're just like, oh my gosh. And you can see this kind of anger on, uh, on little Amy's face. And uh, they come back from the theater and Joe runs upstairs and she's like, wait a minute, I gotta, I gotta write this idea I had down. And she can't find it. And she comes in and Amy's kind of sitting there all smug and yada yada. And they get mad. And Amy was like, she's like, but Joe, I just wanted to hurt you. And I couldn't think of anything else that you cared about. So I burnt your book up and, uh, and the mom, was like, oh, Joe, you've got to, you've got to forgive, you got to forgive Amy. And Joe says, I, I will never forgive you. You don't deserve my forgiveness. And there's just this anger and this tension between the, the two of them, right? And it's just this, to me, it was just this picture of, uh, of this, one person was angry and now the other person's angry. And then the, this, the kind of the, the snowball effect of anger and selfishness and jealousy, right? It's just this gross thing. Last the January of 2019, Amber and I were in Israel, and we had a great opportunity to sit down with these amazing people, one uh, Israeli man and a Palestinian man that were representing this peacemaking organization there in Israel. And the, the, the way that you got into this peacemaking organization, whatever it was, is that somebody in your family had to have been killed by somebody on the other side. And they told these tragic stories about how one guy's little sister had been killed by the Israeli army, and then the other guy told about how a Palestinian suicide bomber had, had killed somebody in their family. It was just tragic. But they had recognized that the cycle of anger and violence needed to stop. Because as they continued just to look for, you know, I need to get equal, I need to, 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 to uh, get even, right? It just continues and continues. And I'm not trying to simplify the, the struggles in Israel. It's, it's, it's beyond me. But there is a reality that there's this cycle of, of violence and, and anger has to stop somewhere, and it is super hard to do, right? It's easier to see in the, the story of, of little women, right? We can see that kind of personal anger and how it keeps us from being able to, to love people well and how it just kind of multiplies anger and multiplies division. And we need to fight against that because that is just earthly wisdom, And James says that this earthly wisdom is not just a bad idea, but it's actually unspiritual and demonic. It just creates and multiplies the sin and the brokenness of our world. And so as we read that text, we have to ask ourselves, right, when has envy and ambition filled your heart? And I know that that doesn't happen here in Vandalia, but sometimes when I'm in Portage, I do struggle with ambition and with, uh, with envy. I'm just kidding. It's the city. It's terrible. We all need to flee the city. Um, it, and that, as many of you guys know, you know my story. I've struggled with these things, you know, struggled with comparison and envy and, and selfish ambition. And, uh, and it makes it really, really hard to love people when you're jealous, when you're angry with them. 
And so at some point, we just need to repent of that. And I think one of the difficulties is that these things are really hard for us to see in the mirror, right? It's easy to kind of make excuses. It's easy just to kind of go, oh, I'm just doing that now, but once I do this, then I'm going to forget it, or then I'll be nice and generous and whatever. It's really, really hard for us to see it in the mirror. And that's why we, we vitally need kind of self-reflective prayer, taking time to be quiet in the we pray like the, the prayer of examine at the end of Psalm 139, right? Search my heart, right? See if there's any wicked way in me. Because if we think that there's not, we should probably pray it twice a day, right? <laughs> we need to examine our hearts. We need to invite Holy Spirit in and go, what is going on? What is broken in here? And then when we recognize it, we go, God, would you come and transform me? Come and change me. I give you. I can't seem to do anything about it, God. So I give it to you. Help me to love, even when I just want to get even. Self-reflective prayer is super, super helpful. But I think, as well, having people close to us that know us and that can see when we are acting stupidly, right? Somebody that can go, hey, man, you're being a real jerk, right? Like, we need that. I don't know how many times I've had gracious Christian friends pull me aside and say, Mark, what do you do? What, are you, what is that? Why, would, why are you acting like that? And I'm like, oh, I'm just really mad and I wanted to hurt them. Oh, gee, that doesn't seem like the way of Jesus, right? But we need that because we get so fired up. It's hard to pull ourselves back. But God has given us friends. God has given us a family, a community of people to run after uh, the kingdom together. And we need to take advantage of that and have the grace to tell people the truth. And so if we want to live in God's kingdom, if we want to really bring this kingdom to earth, we have to do it his way. As the, that great hymn said, the kingdom I seek is yours, so that the way that leads to it be yours or else I will surely stray. And so if we're not going to use earthly wisdom, if we're going to reject selfish ambition, we're going to, to reject bitter envy and all the, the other ways of darkness, right? The ways of our old, the old man or the, the kingdom of darkness, right? We want to move into heavenly wisdom. We're going to, not, we're going to say no to this path, and we're going to say yes to the path of Jesus, the path of heavenly wisdom. This is motivated, right, out of generosity. It is motivated out of selflessness. And James says that this heavenly wisdom, and, and if we, I would encourage you, I wish I had more time, we could look at 1 Corinthians 1, 18 to 25, right? The wisdom of God is the power of God, right? This is where we see resurrection power happen, is when we come into alignment with God's ways. And so James says that heavenly wisdom is pure, it's peace-loving, it's considerate, it's submissive, it's full of mercy and good fruit, it's impartial, and it's sincere. We can't beat anger with anger. We don't overcome war with more war. We don't beat hatred through hatred. And we cannot defeat the kingdom of darkness with the tools of the kingdom of darkness. We follow the way of peace. 
there's a story told of Martin Luther King, and he was giving a, a speech. And in the middle of this speech, a, a, a white man came up onto the stage and knocks him down. And Martin Luther King gets, gets up, and he continues his speech, and this man knocks him down again. Mr. King, Dr. King gets up again, continues his speech, and the, the man comes and knocks him down one more time before guards kind of pull him off right, and, and, and take him off stage. And Dr. King and this man and the, the, the guards, kind of whoever they are, the security people, bring him into the back and, you know, do you want to press charges? And Dr. King is like, no. And he's more than welcome to listen to the rest of the speech. And Dr. King went out and finished his speech. And as we, as we look at that story, as we think about that, right, there's no question about who won the fight. Right? It was Dr. King walking the, the way of peace. And that is what we are called to do. And this way of peace is obviously exemplified by Jesus. Right? Jesus, and we read in uh, Philippians 2, right? Who being in very nature God, although he was fully God, did not consider that equality something to be grasped, something to be held onto, but he laid his life down for the good of others. Willing to, to go to the cross, to not pick up the, the sword of, of, of power, not to, to lead a, a rebellion, right? but to go and show a better way. And so following Jesus means being a peacemaker. We said, all right, Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Paul in Romans 14 says, let us make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. And so how do we do it? How do we practice the way of peace in a broken and secular world? Well, I don't really know, but... What I think the best I've got is that we practice the way of peace through prayer, through participation in God's kingdom, and through perseverance. So we have to begin with prayer. Right? This is a, a, a powerful tool of, of and we need to recognize that it's through prayer that we come into the presence of God and we are transformed by him. It is in the, the presence of God that we are filled with the fruit of the Spirit. Right? Love, joy, peace, patience, control, and the others. Right? We need to spend time with Jesus so his truth, his reality, his grace can fill us and transform us. Right? Peace needs to start from within and then flow out of us. So let us start with prayer, silence, letting God fill us. We want to intercede. Jesus uh, taught us to pray, let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Right? In heaven is the place of perfect peace. And we pray, God, let that peace come. Lord, we intercede. Lord, we see the violence all around our, our nation, even over the last couple of nights. And we just pray, God, let your peace come. Like rest in this place. We need you. We don't know what to do. And recognize that prayer is powerful kingdom work. We just finished the Colossians Bible study, uh, the, the Zoom study, and it was really, really good. And, and at the end, we see that, that Paul talks about his work as participating in prayer. He's working hard 
hard is praying. And then he says, you know, Epaphras, who you sent to me, he's working hard for you. He's always praying for you. Right? And so we go, oh, prayer is important. It actually does something. And it is a tool that brings the kingdom in this place of darkness. Second, we participate. We participate in a different way. We recognize we're ambassadors. Right? We're telling of a, a new and a, and a better way. We participate and we declare the kingdom of, uh, of God through living peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. We participate in the kingdom by seasoning our words with salt so that they're easy to be heard. They're easy to receive. We talked about that last week. I guess I said honey last week. We season our words with honey. We practice good deeds. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, how faith is revealed in our good deeds. We practice generosity and we practice forgiving. These are just four ways that we can participate in the kingdom. Live peaceful. Season your words with salt. Practice good deeds and generosity. And practice forgiveness. So we pray. We participate in God's kingdom. And we persevere. Paul says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Right? We stay on the path. We stay on the path of peace of participating in God's kingdom. We participate in this heavenly wisdom, even when it's hard, even when it seems that our enemy is up in our grill. And as we practice the way of wisdom, we usher in the kingdom of God. So what would it look like, right, if we practice this, if we walked out the way of peace? And I think that my fear and what makes it difficult for me is that I'm afraid that if I try to walk the, the way of peace, right, it just looks like evil wins. Like, oh, I've just given up. I'm not trying or whatever, right? Or uh, if we try to walk the way of peace, it looks like good is, is being struck down. And, and so there has to be some way that we are, are strong and we press into the kingdom and we participate in his way, and we trust that the power of God is moving to transform hearts and transform lives. But I think sometimes we need to be okay with looking weak. Because Jesus looked weak. Jesus looked like he lost. But through the, the power of God, through the, 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 his death and his resurrection, right? And what looked like his greatest defeat, death was defeated. Jesus was exalted. And a new way was, was seen as breaking into this broken and hurting world. And so I have to be honest. I don't really know how to do this well, but I want to walk the path of peace. I want to follow the way of wisdom. I want to run after Jesus with everything in me. And so I'm going to be praying. I'm going to be doing my best to participate in the kingdom way, in the things of uh, the, you know, we see these virtue lists in, in Paul. We see, uh, you know, the, the way that, that Jesus lived in, 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 the, in the Gospels. We see how he lived life. And I'm going to do my best to participate in the way of Jesus. And I'm going to persevere.
And I'm going to, to trust that God is moving, even in what looks like chaos. And so would you join me as I just close in prayer? God of all peace, help us to trust you. Help us to trust in your kingdom, to trust in resurrection power, the power of the cross, the power of love, the power of grace and forgiveness. Lord God, let your peace and love and joy and hope saturate us. And let us show these things to a broken and a hurting world. Help us to, to follow you, to show a better way, to show a better way than overcoming power with power. Let us take up our crosses and follow you. Help us to live lives of prayer, participation in your kingdom, and give us perseverance to walk the way of wisdom and the way of peace. Jesus, we love you. Amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for being with us uh, this morning. I'm so grateful to, to gather together and to, to be part of this community as we look to run after Jesus here in southwest Michigan and bring the light of Jesus to Cass County. I love partnering with you in that. And uh, good to see you. Bless you guys. There are some snacks and coffee in the, um, the family room. Uh, be blessed and have a great Sunday.